Hello and welcome back fellow metalheads to the GWN podcast. My name is Mike and today I am doing the mandatory video of 2020, which of course is the top albums of this year. Obviously it's been a wild year for both music fans and uh, musicians themselves and others involved in the industry. But there has been a lot of great music to come out of Canada this year and I wanted to do my part in showcasing the top 10 albums from Canadian bands that I feel deserve the attention on this uh, sort of top 10 list that any major publisher of music will do this year. And so to start off, I wanted to just to touch on again the purpose of this year's journey, which essentially was to showcase and dig into Canadian music. These bands that are smaller, probably unsigned, or just getting their first record label contract, and have great music that people haven't necessarily yet discovered. Bringing these to the forefront is something that uh, we will continue to do moving into next year. And so with this list, I had that in mind when creating it. So before we start, I want to set out some ground rules. So again, all of these bands are from Canada. I only included full albums on this list rather than EPs. And that's not to say that there haven't been amazing EPs as well, but I figured to stay true with the full album concept, I wanted to do that. The other thing is that there was some great large metal releases that I feel were fantastic. For example, Unleash the Archer's Abyss, which we wrote um, a review piece on Facebook that you can check out, as well as the iconic thrash band Annihilator, which also produced a solid record this year and showcases why they're one of the longest running bands in Canada. But for this purpose, I wanted to dig into the underground further and choose some other titles to include on this list as well. A quick shout out to some of my favorite EPs since they're not going to be on this list either. We have Proto Sequence, Atrobilis, and Luger's EPs from this year, which have been fantastic. And I definitely recommend that you check those out. Now for these albums here, I chose them because they struck a chord with me with their creativity their dynamics, the overall flow of the album, and what the band tried to produce for their specific genre, or whatever blend they chose to incorporate in their music. Also a fun note is that uh, because of this journey, as I mentioned before, I only actually knew one of these bands previously to 2020, which is crazy to think of, and uh, is really exciting to, to see uh, you know, the journey come this far and what's going to happen moving into 2021. And now I won't necessarily be playing any of the snippets here, but I will be including links to all of the bands, Bandcamp pages below. And I will also be creating a Spotify playlist with some of the top songs that I feel are in each one of these albums. If you want to check that out again, if you can support the artists, that would be fantastic. And I highly recommend that you check out these next 10 records. So without further ado, let's get started with 
of course, some beer. Okay, so coming in at number 10, we have Snake Pit with Eternal Conflagration. This is a Calgary old school death metal band with a modern production and also infused some hardcore elements within their music. Now, these guys are creating some tasty, tasty riffs and uh, they have a very strong groove throughout the album. They do a really good job of changing the tempos from different songs and even within some of the key songs as well, which keep it really interesting to hear. And uh, the lyrics are, are sung uh, in a very interesting, catchy way while still keeping that darkness to the lyrical themes. This is their debut album, and it's really, really exciting to see what they're going to come out with next. I did feature them on the death metal Spotify playlist for GWN, and I will be including some different songs within this specific uh, list right now. So some of the other songs I would recommend would be Consumed Within and Field of Blood. You can also check out Death's Embrace, which is the song I just mentioned that I included in the Spotify playlist. Coming in at number nine, we have Hazard with Delirium. Another band that I did an artist spotlight for earlier this year, coming from Calgary, Alberta. These guys play their own brand of old school thrash, again, with a modern riffing style that explores interesting new sounds that really make it their own uh, at this point. This is partly due to the guitar tones, partly due to some of the interesting scales they choose to play in, and partly due to the vocals and song structure. Uh, they're very, very cool. And this is uh, their sophomore album. And I, I think that you really get to hear that evolution of the sound to something that is uniquely theirs. The song I featured before is called Waking Nightmare. And I would also recommend Dead in the Shed and Tormented Reality. Now coming in at number eight is Raider with Guardian of Fire. They play their own style of modern death thrash and it's done fantastically well. It has a high energy, start to finish. It's expertly blended with both genres where within the song you can hear the different styles flow in and out of each other without necessarily seeing the seams between them. And so that's uh, a testament to the musicianship right there. The harsh vocals and lyrics work really well and the, the overall sound just makes you want to go out there and conquer the world. So if you're looking for your next like workout uh, band, this is definitely something you gotta check out. And Raider is uh, from Kitchener and Waterloo area in Ontario. And this as well is their debut album, which is very impressive. So the two songs that I would highlight for you are No Sign of the Dawn and Guardian of the Fire. Now coming in at number seven, if there was a band that could win the number one prize for the most unique find of this year, it would be this band. And that is Volur with their album, Death Cult. So this is a Toronto, Ontario based band. And uh, this is their third full length album. Now, whenever you think of Doom, uh, you don't necessarily think of 
instruments like violins or the double bass. You don't really think about infusing jazz elements into the music um, or that the artists themselves are classically trained in music, but you get all that stuff with this album. And so this band focuses on adding a lot of ambience with a little bit of a folk twist inspired into the lyrics and the atmosphere as well. I would say that, you know, the unconventional use of violin double bass is something that really works within Doom. It's something that you never really thought you needed, but once you hear it, you'll want to hear more of it, which is absolutely amazing. These two instruments add a new dimension to the melancholic soundscape that are both beautiful and haunting at the same time. And if that wasn't enough, you can thank their musical background for the overall song composition and how strong that sounds. The two songs I would recommend are Dead Moon and Violet Grove. Number six sticks with the Doom theme, and this is the band Hail the Void with their self-titled debut album, Hail the Void. These guys come from Victoria, BC, and they infuse their doom with stoner sensibilities, which is always a plus in my book. And simply put, these songs will stick into your head. There's something about the rich guitar tones that elevate the groovy riffs that they're playing that are pervasive throughout each track. The solos are very bluesy, yet melodic. And so again, it complements the overall riffs really, really well. The vocals have a full baritone texture, which really add to the gloom of the whole album. Lyrical themes are as well pretty uh, dark and fitting for, for this year, I'd say. Dealing with some mental health, um, different depression things, and um, nihilism as well at the end of it. So this is again, very, very strong debut album from the guys. The two top songs I would recommend are Twisted Pleasure and Parasite. I'll take a break here for a second, take a sip. So I know some of you might be wondering why this ranking seems to follow a genre pattern as well. And uh, yeah, it's totally random. I think it's more just a reflection of the type of music that I've been listening to more throughout this year. And so it just kind of ended up being grouped together in this way. So with that said, the next album coming in number five is Dead Quiet, Truth and Ruin. These guys are an iconic band from Vancouver. This is their third full-length album. And uh, these guys are interesting because similarly, they fuse a bunch of different genres together, primarily doom, stoner, some rock and roll, and I would say even some uh, psych rock elements in there as well. Their earlier release from 2017 is something that a lot of fans really cherished. And so this album had a lot of expectations going for it. And I would say that it definitely hit that mark. Uh, it is different though. And so I would say that they pushed the envelope with the, there's more diversity with the vocal textures that uh, they use. There's very interesting layering of different instruments and different tones throughout the album as well. 
the keys that are signature to their sound are more prominent in each song, which is a great thing. And in, in general, I did enjoy the overall melodic approach to the songwriting and more leaning towards that doom and rock and roll style. I would say that uh, the two songs that you should listen to are Of Sound and Fury and The Sign of a Sealed Fate. All right, coming in at number four, it's a different one. It is Sorcière de Glace and Monde de Glace de Song. So this is a Quebecois band with their eighth full length album. They play their brand of Metal Noir Quebecois. And uh, man, I wish I knew a little bit more French, but La musique a une atmosphère distincte qui est glaciale et a beaucoup de mélodies qui prend l'inspiration de l'héritage québécois. Ils aussi ajoutent les motifs symphoniques et d'influence de la première vague de métal noir. <laughs> I apologize for all my francophone listeners. My French is super rusty. So I'm going to switch back to English. That's fine. So uh, as I was saying, their black metal style has a very distinct sound. Essentially, this is a complete meal of a black metal album. The band sings in both English and French. They juxtapose furious sections with spooky atmospheric sections and then mellow it out with acoustic guitar and piano pieces in between as well. Now, although I'm not as familiar with their back catalog, I still think that this album incorporates what the metal scene, specifically for black metal in Quebec, is able to do uh, as a full package. So I decided to include it in this list and I've been listening to it quite a bit. So. Uh, a lot of the songs have grown on me over time. So the three that I'll leave with you to explore are L'Eternelle Majesté des Montagnes, Partie 2, Un Monde de Glace et de Son, and Night Dark, Winds of Evil. All right, everybody. So we are at the top three albums on my personal list for 2020. And... Um, Essentially, I would say that these next three albums, if I were to give them a score out of 10, would all receive 10 out of 10s for their own specific reason. I would say that every single one of these albums is something that you should consume as a full package. Sit down, listen to it from front to back to really experience what the artist wanted to go for. At the same time, all of these tracks are really, really good individually, but I'm looking at this as a, as a full package type of experience. So let's dive into these. Coming in at number three is Panzerfaust with The Sons of Perdition, Chapter 2, Render Onto Eden. This is a black metal band coming from Mississauga, Ontario with their fifth full-length album. And their brand of black metal focuses a lot on the hypnotic atmosphere that feels like someone is longing 
And it also has a primal quality to it, which is really interesting. I would say that this particular album's atmosphere is unlike anything else that I've listened to uh, throughout the year, both in Canadian, uh, in the Canadian scene and also internationally. Somehow the music perfectly represents the deep lyrics that go out throughout this album surrounding the human condition during war. And so at times it feels like it's just desperate. The environment is desperate. Sometimes it feels like you're numb. Sometimes it feels just gritty and grimy and dirty. And then other times it just feels nihilistic. The thing is though, that this album made me feel exhausted towards the end of the listening experience. And I say that in the highest praise possible. Uh, It just captivated me from the very first note all the way to the end. And it just, it's just a very interesting and deep experience. Once you dive into the lyrics a little bit further, it just gets even better once you re-listen to it, everything. So this is a gripping album. It is an absolute work of art and highly recommend it to anybody that is into black metal or just anything that you know, challenges the things that you listen to on a day-to-day basis. The two songs that I recommend here are The Snare of the Fowler and Promethean Fire. Coming in at number two is a surprise for me even, because I normally wouldn't say that I listen to Grindcore, but again, this year has been interesting. So coming in at number two is Fuck the Facts, with Plan Noirceau. Now this is a legendary band, essentially from Canada, especially in the grindcore scene, coming from both Ottawa and Gatineau, so Ontario and Quebec. This is their 11th full length album. Yeah, so these guys have been around for a while, but I'd still say that they're quite underground. Their brand of grindcore is labeled as bastardized grindcore, And I feel like that is the best description for these guys. And the reason for that is because they purposely color outside the lines of that genre. And it really works. Um, I would say that, you know, this is something that they do primarily for their own artistic vision. And somehow among the chaos, you know, it, uh, it evokes certain emotions in the listeners and it keeps getting better and better with every release. And so if I were to give this album essentially its own tagline, I would say that this is the 2020 version of catharsis in music form. It's chaotic, it's frantic, while in other parts it drones and it feels hopeless. The emotions conveyed through the lead vocalist Mel is fantastic. It feels raw and it feels authentic. And similarly, she also sings in English and in French in some songs. The themes touched on in this album are about loneliness, despair, worthlessness, and musically, it explores those same traits. But I would say that, you know, the the treat here as well is the way that the guitarist Topon and drummer Matthew pull together ver- from like from various angles 
uh, musical styles and they jam it all together. And it feels chaotic, but again, consumed as a whole, man, this album just really works. One of the interesting things is that uh, in grindcore fashion, there is a track here that is 38 seconds long, but then in the not so conventional way, there's also a song here that is almost seven minutes long. So that gives you an idea of the different territory that the band decided to go in in this album. The three songs I'd recommend to you guys are Doubt, Fear, Neglect, Plein Noirceau, and Sans Lumière. Okay, and there can only be one number one. This was not a very difficult decision. It seems that this album, every time that I went back to it, I liked it even more than the last. When I started peeling back the layers of what the lyrics meant, what the musicianship uh, was like, and how the album flowed, it really made a lot of sense. So coming in at number one, it is Ancient Thrones with The Veil. This band hails from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and technically is their debut album as a band. They play their style of blackened death metal with a progressive edge. And I say that it's kind of their debut album because technically it's a rebranding of an older band that uh, only has one original member to it. So the ideas here are fresh. This is a concept album, which tells a story of a dead man going through the different stages of grief, and then finally comes to terms with the reality of the consequences of his legacy here on earth. So musically, every song is crafted with intention to reflect the lyrics and add to the story. While it's still heavy as hell, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's fantastic. The backbone, which in this case would be the drumming, keeps the album sounding grounded, while the technical guitars and bass explore more ferocious and sorrowful riffing styles. They even somehow take it into the cosmic atmosphere level, as well as more uh, like woodsy, so I'd say more like Agaloc type, type of style of atmosphere in some parts. As I mentioned, the flow of this album is really, really strong. Each track builds on the story and therefore musically builds on itself. So at the very beginning, you can hear the character feeling more high energy, more confident in what's going on, more in control, and the riffs reflect that. And then as the story progresses, the riffs and the character change to reflect that. So then the music becomes more dark and atmospheric, more uh, sorrowful as the character accepts the faith that is given to him, essentially. And I'll let you discover uh, what I mean by that exactly. But um, yeah, it's something that's really interesting. And the themes, specifically lyrically, uh, the band wanted to convey the idea of leaving a legacy as a human here on earth and that's kind of the goal for them in terms of the listeners for this record and i feel like they've done a really good job there are other cool surprises in there as well using different instruments and some samples so i'll leave that to you to discover and i would definitely say that you know one of the reasons why i really really like this record is that 
it meshes together elements from other brands that I hold dear. So, so for example, if you were to say that Skeleton Witch, The Black Dahlia Murder, and Wolves in the Throne Room had a baby, this would be essentially the record that would come out of that. And so if you're into those bands, if you're into a progressive style of metal, if you're into concept albums, for example, this is something I think you should really check out. So the three songs I recommend for you guys are The Sight of Oblivion, The Soul to Flesh, and The Infinite Eyes. So damn, 10 albums from the Canadian metal scene for 2020. So I'm really curious to know from everybody listening, did any of these albums make your list? Are some of these new to you? Would you have added something completely different to this list? This is the beauty about making these top lists as exhaustive as they might be when you watch them on YouTube or anything like that. However, I hope that with the focus being on Canadian metal, more people will take the chance to listen to these albums as they are very high quality and uh, might go under the radar with all of these major releases from larger labels. And again, this is just my personal list. So if there are you know, other bands in here that you think should be included, I'd like to hear it in the comments if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, you can always message us directly on Instagram or through our Facebook page as well, which is GWN Metal. And so everybody that has been listening, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to continuing on this journey of exploring Canadian metal in the new year with some new guests for the In Conversation With portion of our podcast some new artist spotlights with themes and a few other surprises that we have lined up. So thanks to you. Have a great rest of your year. Check out these records. Take care, guys.